books, boobs, Battlestar Galactica. So, <laughs> <laughs> or it could be, it yeah, could be Battle Scar Galactica. <gasps> I mean, you're a genius. I know you're a fucking genius battle scar galactic mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on i have to change you know, it in the right? notes right now yeah oh you my know, god we should expand on that we should expand okay mm-hmm. all right well let's do it but only in the order to which it is deemed okay of course just give us some times all right god damn lauren this is why i need you this is why this show is nothing <laughs> without you it's nothing Anyway, beginning, it's true. Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer or you're just a weirdo who's super (laughs) cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy because breast cancer is boring, but we and you Mm -hmm. are interesting. I love it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to... Breast Cancer is Boring, the podcast, the podcast, the legend, the myth, the lore, the thing you've been hearing about, whispering on the wind, everyone's talking about us, and I I understand why. We're so good. Um, Anyway, we begin this episode as we begin all episodes, and that is with announcements. Lauren, what's our first announcement? Oh, hmm. What can you say? It's... Still a pandemic. Is, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> as though that weren't enough, into this MMA cage match style viral pandemic situation we're living in enters <sighs> a new contestant known mm-hmm. as Monkeypox. Can't yeah. Can't make this shit up, people. Mm-mm. Monkeypox. Um, I just learned about this yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. How did you learn about it? Um, somebody was just like joking around being like, you're going to get monkey box. I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> it sounds fake. It monkey does. box doesn't sound like a real thing. No, it doesn't. But it kind of is. Anyway, to learn more about what monkey pox is, because I am not going to explain it here today, uh, I have three recommended sources for you. The first is the WHO, the World Health Organization. They have an info page on it. The second is the Centers for Disease Control, and that is the CDC. They also have a page on it. And then the third is someone who I've only discovered in the last few months, and uh, it's that's Dr. Kat, epidemiologist. And I Ooh. follow her on Instagram at epidemiologistcat. She's also on the TikToks and all the other things, but she also has um, a blog, which is highly enjoyable because she's got the research, she's got graphs, she's an actual PhD um, in epidemiology, which is not uh, the study of skin. It is the study of <laughs> viruses, essentially. So um, we will, I'll link all of these resources in the show notes so you guys can just go right there. But again, if you are still getting your health information from politicians. Oh Lord. I do not recommend. In fact, I can't not recommend highly enough. Getting your (laughs) 
health information for politicians is like taking relationship advice from male comedians in the 1990s. Which is to say that both of these groups of people are literally making money off of <laughs> giving you really poor, Bad. poor advice and mm -hmm. um, utilizing poor uh, decision-making skills. Also, a lot of them are just dumb. Well, it's based on their own opinion, too. Exactly. <laughs> so, don't do that. Uh, mm -hmm. Use your Googling powers for good. Google CDC monkeypox info, Google World Health Organization monkeypox info, Google Dr. Cat epidemiologist. And I can't uh, even believe you just said monkeypox twice in a row. Monkeypox, monkeypox. I can't believe they got away with calling it monkeypox. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't see that's another thing that I'll have to figure out because I don't know and I'm not going to speculate. So, right. anyway. Um, speaking of politicians and men who have a face for comedy, have you seen this Matt Gates thing? I have not. Okay. You know who Matt Gates is? He's a politician and a uh, um, yes. walking bag of trash. Uh, and there are plenty of news articles out there about him and the fact that he is now under investigation and will probably be charged with sex trafficking of a minor during his campaign. Uh, for uh, office in which he got elected. But that aside, most recently he took aim at uh, women who are rallying for abortion rights, all of whom he, in his uh, opinion, in his assessment, um, are ugly and unfuckable. So, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> like the toxic masculinity poster child that he is he must assume that anyone who would not willingly be impregnated with his babies um, right. just must, must be. be yeah um unobjectifiably ugly in his estimation anyway olivia how, how do you add the the whipped cream on top of the i don't the crap the sandwich shit sunday i don't uh -huh. know yeah. I don't know, but he certainly goes out of his way to garnish that particular delicacy. Um, however, Olivia Juliana, who is a 19-year-old woman and activist, and she works for Gen Z for Change, which is a activism group that I only recently, because of this story, became familiar with. She mm -hmm. called him out on Twitter after he made these remarks. And I just want to read her reply because it's a master class. So this is her reply. It's come to my attention that Matt Gates, alleged pedophile, <laughs> has said that it's always the quote odious 52 350 pound unquote women that quote nobody wants to impregnate unquote who rally for abortion. I'm actually 511, 64 in heels. I wear oh. them so the small men like you are reminded of your place. Kabam. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a mic drop sound. Mm -hmm. That's the sound that the mic makes when you drop it. Um, <laughs> and then she invited people to donate money for these pro-abortion organizations, and uh, she has raised over a million dollars. That's amazing. Over a million dollars. And you guys, let's not stop there. Let's no. not stop there. Let's I will link. I'll link it in the show notes. 
But, I mean, take my money, Gen Z for change. They are, what they're doing with the donations is they are distributing them equally among small abortion uh, organizations and clinics in all 50 states. So, I love it. I just want to see that number keep climbing, climbing, and climbing. You can you can click the link in the show notes to go to the donation page, or you can just Google uh, Gen Z for change, abortion fund, and you'll get there. So. Anyway, that's a happy announcement. Uh, Final announcement, reading our Apple uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have any new ones. And I just want to talk just a word, just a word. Listen. Listen, guys. Gender neutral term. Guys, um, we know it's hard to follow Mm -hmm. a legend like text underscore only, especially after they go back and edit their own review. I love it. Like, how do you follow that? How do you follow that? And I get it. We've created a situation of such high standards that now people are intimidated. But honestly, do try. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's, we're going to love it. We're going to love it. Okay? So, and we'll read all your positive vibes on air and we'll read them, and then we get to feel good about it for like ever, <laughs> yeah. And reread them and reread them and reread them and reread them when we're feeling quite low, which happens periodically. Anyway, mm-hmm. leave us a five star review, leave us a comment, let us know what the podcast means to you, and maybe what you want to see from us in the future. Hey. I, I get that our overall thing is like you get what you get with us, but I'm yeah. open to suggest I'm open to suggestion. I, I'm open to the idea that there's room for improvement, however unlikely that may be, however implausible mm-hmm. that possibility mm-hmm. is. Big sniff. Sniffing into the microphone, something right. audiences everywhere ask for more of. Oh. It's allergy season here, and I I can't I am on a nasal spray. I am on a nightly pill. I am on a PRN Benadryl. Like it just. Is it allergy season all year long like it is here? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, also of note, just as a side, um, I have had three coffee drinks today and uh, no solid food. So I am ramped. I am ready to go. Woo! Let's do it. Beginning with books. Books. Lauren, what books are you reading right now? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I have been reading the shit book. Oh, shit actually? Yes. How? I what have. do you think? What do you think? Okay, now, so shit actually have... by Lindy West. Lindy West is yes. one of the funniest humans ever born, but certainly one of the funniest contemporaries that we have. So I've been really enjoying it because I can read bits and pieces. Yes. And not feel like I'm missing the whole plot of the book or anything. I can just like put it down and then pick it up as I fall asleep. Right. But it's it is really good. It's very Isn't funny. Isn't it? It is yeah. riotously funny. Mhm. I remember reading that and having my husband, who always falls asleep, I feel like, before I do. Yeah. Uh, and, and trying my hardest, like, 
giving myself like probably <laughs> abdominal trauma trying to hold my laughs in. Yeah. Because they're so unexpected and it's not just the words like this is not a book to get on audiobook although maybe the audiobook is quite funny but the way that she writes the way the words mm -hmm. are constructed yeah is is also part of the humor it's just oh yeah it's i just love her opinion yeah um i really appreciate her vocabulary oh my god and um just yes. how she describes things and you're like that was dead on like, I couldn't have described it any, any better. better. So good. Every every chapter is a new movie, and yes. she's just reviewing these movies and explaining right. why they're amazing or why they're complete filth trash. And right. it's, it, it's dead on. Like you said, it's dead on. Yeah, it's really good. I am way behind on my reading, my regularly scheduled reading. Um, quota like hmm. i am i have read 19 20 books a year i don't know why because that's usually my goal so i try to meet it for the past at least three years and this year wow i have finished one two three four books only four books and we're in july i don't know what has been going on i'm in the middle of reading like three books at the moment so mm -hmm. i can catch up quickly maybe but like I don't know. There's just a lot been going on. I, you know, still. St is there a reason Jewish. there's a quota? I don't know. That's what I mean. It's arbitrary. It's so arbitrary. I don't need yeah. to read. Mm -mm. All I don't want to feel the stress of it. So I'm just going to read what I read. Wait. And that's going to be reading it. Reading is not supposed to be stressful. Oh, I know. But there's it's, so it's many books I want like... to read. Okay, but you have lots of time. I do. But I also like, fill my time with lots of things. <laughs> Podcasting oh my things, God. mostly. <laughs> I have, okay, so to date, I have this show. I still record with Star Trek Wars. Then mm -hmm. Star Trek Wars, um, the three women on the show, we started a, um, are, are going to be starting. We've recorded the first few episodes. Uh, we started a spinoff called Star Trek Whores. Okay. <laughs> We're doing that show, and and also, I mean, like it's just a, it's a lot of podcasting. Anyway, love it, but also love reading. Also, have chosen. I realized huge ass books. Okay. To read, so uh, the Ruin of Kings by Jen Lyons, huge ass book, huge yeah. Kakaye which I almost certainly am pronouncing wrong, by okay. uh, Vaishnavi Patel. Oh. Absolutely I'm pronouncing that wrong. Huge-ass book. A Court of Thorns and Roses, probably mm. a huge-ass book, but also it took me three attempts to finish. Whoa. Yeah. Why is that? Um, okay. I'll keep probably reading the series, because now that I understand what to expect that it's not going to take itself too terribly seriously and that people are out there thinking that this is erotica, which, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> but give me a break. You've never 
seen erotica in your entire life and you're so afraid that you might accidentally read erotica that you give this book a one-star review like fuck off come on that's too much it's too much there's like a handful of sex scenes in this book they are incredibly tame they are Mm -hmm. very like you know non-specific in a way Mm -hmm. and again there are some problems I have some problems with the basic plot and just some of the dialogue and a lot of the words in the book. I mean, but the fact that it took more than one attempt to finish. Right. I was just like, I can't wait spend my time. I can't on believe this. you really hung on that long. I hung on that. I, I commit, man. When I commit, I commit. And the thing is, it it has hundreds of thousands of positive reviews. Like people fucking love, love it. Wow. This woman. They love the books. Like it, she's the number one New York Times bestseller. So there's wow. something about it that people really love. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be a little more critical of it again until I read those reviews. And I was like, you know, it's fucking mm-hmm. hard to write a book, mm-hmm. first of all. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine being a woman author also in the fantasy realm, which has been absolutely dominated by men? By men, like, yeah. No. No, I'll take it. I will take it. Is she Tasha Suri? No, she's not Tasha Suri. Um, but, you know, we can have levels. Not everyone has to be the best at what they do to do it. And she can try again. Yeah, <laughs> try again. <laughs> yeah, you heard it from, from <laughs> me. Uh, uh, what's your name? Sarah J. Mass, I think, is your name. Yeah, Sarah J. Mass. You heard it from me. A woman with tens of tens of tens of followers on Instagram that, you know, Good try. Good try with your multiple best-selling uh, novels, number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, keep trying. You know, you're, you can do it, kid. Anyway. <laughs> we believe in you. We believe in you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay, so those are the books. Those are the bo- other books. Just to review, books I have read so far this year are Tell the Machine Goodnight by Katie Williams. Mm. Very weird and also good book. Uh, The Ruin of Kings, which is the number one book in A Chorus of Dragons series by Jen Lyons. Kekai? Kekai? K-A-I. K-E-Y-I. By Vaishnavi Patel. Uh, Very good. Very um, sexually dissatisfying, I'll Mm. just say. Not enough sex in this one. But it's a sweeping epic. It's very good. Um, and then A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. Currently, I am reading Paranisi by Susan Clark or Susanna Clark. I really should. But it's not on my phone because I'm currently reading it. Um, so, and that one, I'm 50% of the mm-hmm. way through in two days. It is. Whoa. So, it's really good. It is a fantasy novel. And it is like. It's so weird and engrossing and like, I don't know, something about it is so different from anything else. What's the genre? Fantasy. Oh. Fantasy. Paranisi is this uh, person who lives inside of a house that contains oceans. And he's figuring out why he's there and there's all these mysteries around like how he got there and this one other person that he talks with who he refers to as the other 
and like it is I can't even explain it it's so out there but it is very engaging and like accessible at the same time I have a hard time following books like that sometimes yes when it's like pretty far-fetched right but the way she writes it Mm-hmm. It feeds you the information in a way that is like very tangible and interesting right. and clear. It, like oh, you can like see that. it. It's not confusing because you can see it. Okay. She she like paints it for you as if you're there. Wow. And it like it cements in your mind. Now I still don't understand what's going on. No. But but at like chapter after chapter, you get just like a little more information and a little more, and you start to put the pieces together. She cool. wrote uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is a book similar. It's fantasy, it's magic and science. It's so okay. cool. It's so, so, so cool. Really, really like it. Oh, they did a, um, they did a series too, mm-hmm. Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, and it was pretty good too. Really out there, but really good. Okay, cool. Anyway, I've also been reading Hood Feminism. So I just go back and forth between that because Hood Feminism is really... And here's here's what I blame it on. I blame my distaste for A Court of Thorns and Roses mm-hmm. with the fact that I was reading Hood Feminism at the same time. Oh, uh, okay. And it's hard for me, even though there's no reason as a feminist that I can't read, like sexy trash fiction you know what i mean sure but i have a hard time marrying the two Mm -hmm. similarly to how people have a hard time accepting that women can be good at business intelligent scientific and also be way into fashion and skincare right at the same time we contain multitudes Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes even in ourselves we have a hard time rectifying all of those multitudes when they're happening at the same time but yeah, I shall endure. Anyway, uh, okay. Any more on books for you? I wish. Yeah, <laughs> you keep you keep trying. I am trying. I know it. I really am. Although having to pack my stuff into boxes because I'm moving. Yeah, it's not really helping. It's not conducive to a healthy reading schedule. Mm-mm can't find anything right now (laughs) (laughs) maybe when you're in your new house Mm -hmm. all settled yeah in your new house create a reading nook for yourself i have a reading chair Mm -hmm. and it has much pillows and a blanket and a side table for my drink and i just sit there and read for hours because it's so comfortable i'm definitely gonna need one of those i do not have children but you could your kids are old enough. You can tell them when mother when mom is in her reading chair, do not bother her. Do not her. disturb. Do not disturb. Yeah. Just like hang a sign out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next topic. Boobs. 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 Mm-hmm. Boob update. Um my two friends recently came to visit me for my birthday. And nice. they are bro- both um breastfeeding at this time so they were pumping while they were here okay. boobs are so weird man boobs totally. are so weird their boobs would go through these phases like after they would pump they would be like 
smaller. And then if yeah. we stayed out, like we went on a hike one day, by the beginning of the hike, their boobs were one size. And by the end of the hike, their boobs were a, a totally different situation. Yes. I was like, oh my God. Wow. I have experienced that. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. What's that like? Um, it's so bizarre. Yeah. And what's really weird too is when your milk releases. Yeah. It's called letdown. Okay. I've heard that. Uh-huh. That is also a very bizarre sensation. Oh. It sounds uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And it's indescribable. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to ask, like, what is it it's like? It's actually painful. Yeah, that's like, what I hear. It is if if you are holding your milk for too long, Yeah, um, it is actually painful. They would, like, grab their chest and be like, oh, I've got a pump soon. Yeah. And then yep. one of my friends, like, she could feel that one of her ducts was not releasing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't emptying. And so she Such had, she was like massaging sensation. it. We put like a little heat on it and she finally got it to like express. I just, it's boobs are so to release wild. Yeah. So wild. Anyway, we all ended up showing each other our boobs because they were curious about aye, mine. Aye, aye. I was curious about theirs, you know, like what's going on there. And they thought mine looked really nice. Lucky. So that was good. Um, I was just talking to my husband about changing mine. How so? Not for him, but yeah, I just sometimes find them uncomfortable. Okay. And I don't know if it's just because they're not real boobs. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There's just, you know, there's no softness to them. Mm. And it's just. They're sometimes really uncomfortable. Yours are no breast tissue, just right. implants, mm -hmm. and you had some fat grafting, right? Very little. Very little. Yeah. So I you don't have a lot of fat to work with, no. unfortunately. I really, to be honest, mm -hmm. I definitely, I should have the fat grafting done again. Mm. I really should. And I think it would make the implant more comfortable yeah. to have more of, this sounds weird, but more of a cushion around them. That's not weird at all. It's like a real thing. Okay. Yeah. So I can't imagine having really this implant without like my breast tissue around it here in this left one. Mm -hmm. It's. It's very uncomfortable. So what are you thinking of having done to them? You know, I have to find a new plastic surgeon, and I'm just not really motivated to do that. You know who I recommend? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that your insurance covers her, but... See, that's the whole thing. Yeah. The whole insurance crap. The whole insurance bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just, I'm just not motivated to, but then I also look at it like, well, how long do I stay uncomfortable for? Yeah, no longer. Like, I'm going to say no longer. I know. And it's never good timing though. And I think that kind of goes for almost any person. It goes for anything. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, was it great timing to have your kids? No. 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 (laughs) Is it great timing to be moving right now? No. No. It's terrible. So might as well just lump the boobs in with it. So when you (laughs) find a new plastic surgeon that you trust, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Um... You know, I think I'm just going to probably, I kind of like to see their other work mm-hmm. um, and kind of give them an idea of what I think I would like, but it's so hard to know because every body is different. Yeah. And I don't mean every person. I mean like every physical body is different. You know, like the way fat grafting works on one woman may not work the same on another. Definitely. So I can't anticipate my results to be like any one other. Hmm. You know? Yeah, but like what are you wanting? I just want to be more comfortable. There you go. What do you think mm-hmm. that's going to mean? I don't know yet. I don't know if I'm uncomfortable because um, I need more fat or I need a smaller implant mm. or a different shape one. I I don't know. I'm sure there's, you know, as science progresses and yes. there are more women that have breast cancer and they offer more options for women like us. It's just going out there and finding out what is available now that may not have been available then. Yeah. Um, We've got all kinds of shapes now. The one I have, I don't know what it's called, but -hmm. it's essentially when I got to feel it, Mm -hmm. it's like the consistency of a gummy bear. Mm. And it's like a gummy bear all the way through. So she, she could shape it. She could cut it and nothing leaks out. It's just like a gummy bear inside. Whoa. Except it's not a gummy bear, so mold inside my You don't have gummy skin. bear boobs? I don't have gummy bear boobs. <laughs> I've never gotten that feedback, but mm-hmm. it, it's really soft, though, and mobile. That's what nice. I like about it. And this deep flap side, so if you have to mm-hmm. get a deep flap and you're freaking out about it, don't. Because honestly, I've had this guy for like two years now, I think. Yeah. And it really softened up. It was like a pound cake. When I first mm. got it, it was pretty mm-hmm. solid. And now it's like, like a dropped a bit. Yeah, it was like really yeah. solid, you know? Mm-hmm. And now it, it's really soft and it feels very real. Wow. So. That's impressive. Yeah. I have. I can don't. compare the two, you know, on my uh-huh. own chest. Yeah. So. I have two of the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it only causes me, like, but because my deep flap side did, like, fall a bit, Uh and the implant side, it's settled, but it's not going to, like, drop. So my deep flap side, in a profile, the projection isn't as far out, but it is lower. Mm -hmm. But the nipple line, because I do have nipples, is about the same, so that's good. Stop bragging. I know. I know. (laughs) Humble brag. Um, I got very, very I lucky. Have I got very, very lucky. They're not equal necessarily. <laughs> so what? But they are exist on the same plane. And so sometimes when I'm wearing certain shirts, because I do not enjoy a bra, 
under mm-hmm. any circumstances. Sometimes when I'm wearing shirt and shirts, it's obvious that my breasts are not exactly the same. But also that's most women. I so was just going to say. I've come to terms with that. My, they weren't the same before either. So it's actually pretty consistent. Yeah. Look at my hair. It's so crazy. It's wild. What do you use in it? Um, right now it's just mousse, but I don't really like it. Okay. I don't like it. Here's what I'm going to suggest. Okay. You can get it at Sephora. Okay. This is the Sephora commercial right here. Here it comes. You're welcome, Sephora. Uh-huh. Lauren. <laughs> I need a hair mousse. I, you, do you need a hair mousse? Do you want mm. weightless lift and moisture and body to your curls? Yes. Then try. Okay, no. At Sephora, there is uh-huh. a, a product line called Way. It's O-A- L-M-N-O-P. L-M-N-O-P. The brand is called, <laughs> it's called Way, O-U-A-I. So okay. it's basically all the vowels, okay, except for E. Um, and they have something that and I- And sometimes Y. And sometimes Y. They have something, I use a lot of their products, but the one product that I will never ever be without is the Way Air Dry Foam. Ooh. Okay. Two to three pumps of this shit, work it into your wet ass hair, let it dry. You can air dry it or you can diffuse it. Same effect. But it will give you full, defined, weightless, crunchless curls. Oh, I love that. I hate crunchy. I hate crunchy. My recommendation for you would be the air dry foam and then put some of their curl cream at in your end. Like halfway through your hair to yep. the ends. Send me a screenshot of that. I will. I'll send you the link. Go right to it. It's, I just got another bottle. I've been out of it for like a couple weeks and I've washed my hair and I used every other product that I normally use except that and I've noticed a difference. Oh, wow. I've noticed it like my hair is not as curly without it. Mm. So. Interesting. The air dry foam is absolutely weightless. Sweet. It is like, even when you're putting it in, you're like, oh, that disappeared like nothing and you think is that enough or what it is it's so good cool it's so good nice thank you you're welcome I'll try it (laughs) alright that's our Sephora commercial Mm -hmm. we love you Sephora we love you Sephora thing that messes with my feeling of like happiness and uh, oneness with my body mm-hmm. is segue into our final section Battlescar Galactica <laughs> mm. yep it is a galaxy of scars yes on my body mm. I've got port scar it's yep. pretty obvious, and no one at my work knows that I had breast cancer because I don't like to divulge that. And so sure. we had a going-away breakfast for one of the nurses the other day, and I wore something high oh. so that 
no one would I was going to say, just put a sticker over it. Right. Yeah. That'll, that'll keep attention away. Um, no. <laughs> whenever I, like, go out with work friends, which is not too often, I tend to wear something that covers it. Mm. I'm kind of self-conscious about it. That one's not as, that one's not as bad. But the, I've got the scars underneath my breast and also, like, a triangle that is a completely different color because it is the actually what is inside of my breast. So it's my stomach skin because my stomach mm-hmm. skin and fat are in my boob. And yep. it's the window that they left open Oh yeah, to monitor the flap after uh-huh. surgery. And they said that they would be able to close that. But when I yeah. went back in for fat grafting, they were like, actually, we can't close it because it would kind of deform the breast and they didn't want to like risk it so it's just kind of a triangle that looks like a different patch of skin was placed there it's really nice it's flush with the rest of my skin but it's just pretty obvious and then of course I have this belly button that to me I mean it's a very good job it looks very real but it is fake and then I've got a large long abdominal scar yeah so i feel you there i don't have like the hip to hip scar yeah but i do have like what's similar to a c-section scar from when i had my hysterectomy i don't know i don't think i realized that yeah i have an i had an open hysterectomy i did not know that Mm -hmm. oh my goodness okay but it's like um like four or five inches. Yeah. But it's not a flat scar. Like uh, it okay. didn't heal. It wasn't done by a plastic surgeon. It was done by no. an OB-GYN. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know someone in your area who could take care of that for you. I know. Yeah, I think the rest of my scars, although, do you have scars where um, the drains were? Yeah, I do. Okay. I also have like small Are they noticeable? Mine are pretty noticeable. Um, like mine are little circles. They're yeah, not discolored. The They're just circles. Yeah, so my drains came out at the very edge. Mm-hmm. And when I went in for ca- fat grafting, mm-hmm. she cleaned them up. Oh, I hate your surgeon. I love my surgeon. She's so awesome. She's amazing. She cleaned him up because at the edge of the abdominal scar, because it is so long, and as it heals, the edges can pucker. Yep, yep. And she took care of that. She injected fat behind my port scar so it wouldn't be so recessed into my chest. And she cleaned up my port scar, too, because there was an area that didn't really heal well on my port Uh scar, and so it was really kind of ugly for a while. Uh, and she cleaned that up. Definitely has the indention from the no fat there. Yeah. But um, my my port scar, I think, is not noticeable. Yours is yours is really nice. It's hardly I've seen it multiple times, and it's like I still have to search for it. Yeah, I don't think it's it's very noticeable. It's not at all. No. But of course I have the boob scars. Like And you have them with diagonal. Diagonal across your boobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how does that feel? Uh, um they're not 
they're not ugly scars. They're not like, um, they're really soft and they're not indented. I mean, they're pretty flat on my skin. Mm-hmm. They they definitely did a really good job with closure. Nice. Um, and they're pretty symmetrical for scars, which I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Are they ever painful? Um, my scars? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the left one always hurts more than the right. Oh. I don't know why. When does it no hurt? Idea. Just randomly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the other day, I'm sitting with my husband watching TV and I'm like, oh, oh. my God, my boob. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I don't know. It just Hard hurts. Yeah, it just hurts. And he's like, where? And I'm like, I don't know, in the middle. <laughs> he was like, uh, okay. Okay. He's like, I don't know what to do to help you. They do, though. They ran. So my boob one, it's it's the underneath scar for the most, except for the little triangle on the bottom. Oh, yeah. And that one doesn't really hurt much. I've had a few, mm-hmm. like instances where i've had like this weird shooting pain in my breast and i feel like that's nerves mm-hmm. re yep. um because i can feel my breast a little bit more I have a little more sensation than i had before so i think they are mending to a certain extent but yeah. this abdominal scar like when i work out and stuff i have really learned how i can move my body and how i cannot move my body oh yeah and then when it happens especially is in the morning, like when I get out of the shower and I'm really cold, mm-hmm. it will like my scar almost spasms. Whoa. It like pulls of its own accord. I don't know what's going on, but it like it's a little painful. Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I have do you have one under your armpit? Oh, yeah. 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 But I totally so forget I, about this one. Really? I, yeah. Mine's like, a good three or four inches. I mean, yeah, you can barely see mine. Oh yeah, you you really can't. You can't see mine. I never think about mine, it. Mine makes it really difficult to shave my armpit. <laughs> oh, okay. So I don't have hair in this armpit. Okay. Since the radiation, it's there's Thanks nothing. Thanks for here. bragging again. You're welcome. Also, on this side, I don't have hair in this armpit, and I have my nipples. And I have nipples. Yeah, the radiation blasted my hair. And and for whatever reason, in this other armpit, since (laughs) chemo, it hasn't really, kind of like my eyebrows and lashes, it hasn't really come back full force. It's like half force. Half force. Yeah. So like well. I forget that it's there and I, I really don't shave my armpits anymore. Like whatever little hair is there, everyone can just deal with. You can just stop now. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the hair on my armpits came back oh just fine. Just the hair on my head didn't really come back oh, very okay. well. I don't have eyebrow hair So all hair your hair either, came back But the armpit armpits? hair is very happy. Mm. Grow it out, girl. <laughs> Get it out there. 
Make 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 other armpits jealous. Well, I, I mean, I've never been like a real hairy person, but yeah. still, they need shaving. They need shaving. Okay. And that weird scar, that's like right across, and it's like it's a good. Mine's three not that inches. big. Mine is from the lymph node they took out. Mm-hmm. Is that what yours is from? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine is pretty, it's maybe an inch. Oh. Maybe two, because I'm not great oh. with measurements. Yeah, me either, but mine definitely runs across the length of, like, almost the length of my armpit. Really? Which, yeah. Okay, no, mine's much smaller than that. Like, whenever I was having to rehab... And, you know, after surgery, you have to learn how to raise your arms up again. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Was that. And then after radiation, you have to do it again. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. Right. I still, you know, I'm not a ballet dancer, so I don't need, a, like, total flexibility. But, like, to be able to do this mm-hmm. took months. Yeah. Months. Because... Radiation will create scar tissue here and oh, right. damages your tendons and just kills all of the elastic wow. in your skin and muscle. And so really fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but do you still have the scar on your neck f- from the port, like the second part of the port? I, I have think that. so. Yeah, I think so. That's another one that I just don't pay any attention to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like up here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. They're all hmm. over. They are. You cannot get away from it. Can you wear an underwear bra? No. No, me either. No. And I mean, I'm not really, that I need to. I say that so emphatically, but I'm not actually sure. Here's my problem with an underwire bra. Here's Here's my like... Uh, where I my mean, brain I wouldn't want goes. to wear one. No, but I but couldn't are, even if I wanted to. There are some like full on like corsets that are super cute that I wouldn't mind wearing. But right. here's here's where I get a little in my head about it is I can't feel a damn thing underneath here in in this breast. And I'm my worry is that I would have an underwire bra on all day and and get a pressure ulcer in my breast, and oh. then that would get infected and that would lose my boobs. So no, I don't I don't fuck around with underwires. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've seen really bad pressure ulcers on people in parts of their body they can't feel, mostly diabetics in their feet, and wow. because they can't feel it. So, no. Wow. No. I had no idea that that could occur there. Yes. Now, am I going to get one wearing an underwire bra that's too tight? I mean, you're in it for, you know, 12 hours sometimes, and that's more than enough time to get a pressure ulcer in other areas of your body, so I don't know why. Plus, this skin has been radiated to shit, so it's not great skin to begin with. Right. So, I don't Interesting. fuck around with underwire. I don't blame you. Well, I mean, I like I said, I couldn't wear one even if I wanted to. It's just really painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the bras I have are just, 
aesthetic and to put something between what I'm wearing and my nipple. If it like is irritating, but seriously, since I'm in my closet, would you like to see some of my bras? Yeah. Okay. This is one. Nice. It has a silk band and silk mm. um, shoulder straps or whatever. And then yeah. it, the cups are literally just lace, but it has a center seam that uh -huh. kind of helps to obscure the nipple a little bit. So you're not so obvious about it. Like, hello, nipples. Ah. Um, See, I can't wear the center seam. Oh, you can't? Because I have no nipples. Why can't you wear the center seam, though? Okay, because it actually is built for someone who has a nipple. Okay. And because I don't have any, it's like extra fabric. It puckers there? Yeah, looks weird. Okay, counter, counter proposal. What if we take the puckering and pinch it and then um, sew it together and it'll look like a nipple? <laughs> what about that? Wow, I, I didn't think about that. I'm really good at accidentally puckering fabric when I'm trying to hand stitch it. Um, so I imagine I would be able to do this for you. No problem. Uh, second bra, this is one of my favorite bras, and I cannot find this bra anywhere, but it's oh, all it's an all silk bra. So like when I'm wearing sweaters, you mm -hmm. know, in the wintertime, all silk bra, it's 100% silk. It nice. is built, like it looks like it would have an underwire. It has no underwire. Yeah. No, that one's really nice. It's lovely. And then I have this one, which I like to wear with white t-shirts because the white lace shows through and I'm just that, that kind of a hoe. Anyway, it's lovely. So, so pretty. Um, oh, and then my favorite, favoritest bra probably is, where are you at? Oh, it's over here because I need to steam it after I wore it the other day. You steam your bras. I steam my bras. I steam I them you. after I wear them. And How then every once in a while, I will hand wash them. Because they're nice bras. They're very nice bras. Anyway, this one's my favorite because it's like got double lace on it. It's nice. just really lovely. That's okay, well, I, I know we're going to go bra shopping when I come I see know. you. Oh. Uh -huh. Well, you have one of the best lingerie shops in Austin, Texas, and it's called Underwear. Oh. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, Underwear, um, that's where I got all of these. All of my uh, undergarments are like sports bras. Yeah, you gotta that stop. Are you gotta stop cotton. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. There's a place for sports bras, and it's the like place mom, is in the gym mom, or on your Peloton. I'm really going for comfort. And hey, I... I am too. Yeah. These bras, every single one of them, extremely comfortable. Gonna need to they're go there. They're soft. They're silky. Even the lace has like a silky quality to it. Hmm. I don't Not fuck itchy. around with uncomfortable bras. No. No. I think most breast cancer patients are on the same page. Yeah. But do we all wear them? Or do we not? I'm having incredible deja vu right now. Really? Wild deja vu. Whoa. You asking if if we all wear them. I, I think not. Yeah. A lot of this I know a lot of my outfits I do not wear bras with. 
I know that my surgeon for a while was like, you need to wear something, like some sort of support Okay. all the time. Oh. And I remember, like, I'm so used to that. Like, when I went through that, like, I just haven't stopped. I don't think you have to. Like, I've talked to other women who have had just implants reconstruction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they do not wear bras. Interesting. You need to go to my plastic surgeon. I do. You need to go. It's uh, I'm it's a requirement. It's no longer a request. Oh. Sorry. Okay. So. I'm and I need, need to, to go to that. this underwear shop. Yes. Sure. It's lovely. It's, it's lovely. They that? just have lovely stuff. Huh? It's called that? It's called underwear. Of just type is. in underwear, Austin, Texas. It's on like 12th and Lamar, that little shopping area, like where the tavern is. And, and then like there's a strip mall there behind where that nail shop is always changing owners. That's where it is. <laughs> you can shop them online too, if you like. But it's nice to go in. They'll let you try stuff on. Oh, I definitely have to try things on. Yeah. With these weird things. They're so shaped. They're shaped so weird. <laughs> it's like, um... Did somebody cut a watermelon in half and just put it on your chest? Is that what happened? Part of yes. Part of wearing a bra for me though is like the way my boobs look mm. in the bra. Okay. Because when the Mine bra never change. When the bra is right, they look they can well, I don't know, you're wearing sports bras, so I have you seen these boobs that you have now in an actual grown-up woman's bra? Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> so it's that's been a while. That's a no. That that's a no. Just go. Put them okay. put them in some different bras and see how you feel about it. Okay. Because it might it might make a difference. Okay. We've solved nothing here today. No. And that we've is definitely talked about boobs. Yeah, that is consistent with our brand. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we did a good job. I do too. Great. Um, and also like to know if other people have random scar pain. I want to know. Okay. Do. Questions for the audience. Do yes. you have random scar pain? If so, where, why, and when? Also, mm-hmm. if you've had breast reconstruction, do you wear a bra? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? If you've had flat closure, do you still, from time to time, slap a bra on there? Very interested yeah, to know. so curious. Very interested to know all the body stuff. I want to know about it. I have been doing headstands slash forearm handstands. What? When I say this, please understand that what I mean is I have been using a hallway. Like there's a short hallway where the walls are close enough together that I can use one wall to get my legs up against the other wall. When I do this on a handstand, I can last about two seconds. When I do it on a forearm or on a headstand, I can last like 10 seconds. My goal is a minute. Wow. And I find different sensations in my abdominal scar when I do this. Just Really? FYI. Yeah, yeah. Because, see, the, the wall behind me and the wall in front of me is a safety thing. Um, yeah. But what I did not figure on was the fact that I could fall sideways. Sideways, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you, you gotta be sideways. 
Well, so I'm not very strong. And my oh. proprioception, my sense of where my body is in space, is like all fucked. So, okay. yeah, I can fall sideways out of a headstand or a handstand easily. Wow. Yeah. I, way better now that it's, you know, I've done it a few times, but. I'm going to try this. Try it. You'll see. It's, well, you'll be fine. You're strong. But it's Not, weird. Well. It's weird. Okay. Should I try a headstand or should I try the forearm thing? I Is recommend. the forearm thing where you have your hands like this? It's like this. For me, it's palms down, forearms on the ground. Your head is close enough that if you needed to set your head down for added, like, balance. But don't don't load your head with weight. The moment you start doing that, you need to get out of it. There is a headstand, okay. but it's usually you're, like... You need to have your hands, your forearms closer to your head mm-hmm. and your hands in a fist like right in the back of your head so that it's okay. like this. So that your head's just kind of part of a tripod of your of your fist and your two elbows. But forearm. Balancing. Yeah. But I like the forearm because it's more surface area than just my hands. And if I need to set my head down for a moment to get out of it, that's like a little more grounded. Okay. So I'm going to try this. Yeah. It's fun. It's like a weird, it's a weird sensation. And I got my legs to actually balance off the wall for like two seconds the other day. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I think it's good for you. I don't know where I got this idea from, but I'm just trying, trying to have like tangible goals because just this goal of vaguely Working out and being physically mm-hmm. fit is just too vague for me, you know? Yeah. So well, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's what's up. Um, in conclusion, <laughs> hmm. read books and mm-hmm. put your boobs in a bra or don't. Right. Also, shave your armpits or don't. Mm-hmm. Also, scars are weird and they're fine and I'm not going to say that I love them because I don't but you get much more used to them over time so yeah do not get overwhelmed with your scars if you haven't lived with them for very long because it does get better yeah they lighten up yes and um they definitely become a lot Less noticeable by you and also other people. Yes. They will become slowly but surely just part of your body. Mm -hmm. I hardly even notice mine anymore, even though I'm staring at it every day in the mirror. So it'll happen. It'll happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for extra shit. I put a deleted scene from our last episode up there. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are watching... Today, which by the time you listen to this will be several days ago, um, mm-hmm. I talked about my Sephora unbox. I did a video of uh, unboxing some Sephora stuff, uh, and um, Sephora sent me a- an extra item accidentally, and that is why we have a Sephora ad in this episode. So, because <laughs> you know, I've been compensated. I feel like I need to do something. Finally, I'm being sponsored by Sephora, even if it is a mistake. Anyway, thank you for listening, and that's it. Bye!